0: This episode of Idle Thumbs is brought to you by Squarespace, the best, most user-friendly, comprehensive, professional, intuitive place to make your very own website, portfolio, blog, or online store. And if you go to squarespace.com and use the offer code THUMBS, you can get 10% off your first purchase. That's squarespace.com with the offer code THUMBS. Oh, no. This episode of Idle Thumbs is also brought to you by Terminus, a conference and festival for filmmaking and gaming in Atlanta, Georgia, from June 22nd to 25th. If you go to terminusevent.com and use the code IdleThumbs, all one word, you can get 25% off an all access badge. Nick, you sound sound excited and full of vim and vigor. I can't wait. (laughs) Aren't you excited to talk about video games? I do love, I love them. I know you love them, mm. but do you love casting pods about them? Yeah, even more. <laughs> you've you've convinced me. Okay, I'm convinced. So now we can do the podcast. Now we can do the podcast. If I, if I said if I said no, <laughs> yeah,
1: we well, well, would have
0: just walked out day. It's June 1st, 2017 And this is Idle Thumbs 308 I'm Chris
2: Remo I'm Nick Brecken, And I'm Jake Rodkin Well, hello Hello there Hi Hi, welcome to our video game podcast, Idle Thumbs I'm back on it Oh yeah, wow, remember two months ago when you were on this podcast? (laughs) Oh, yeah
0: (laughs) (laughs) How was it without me, guys? Probably the same, normal
2: It was the same, we just kind
0: of called Spaff
2: you, Chris, most of the time and It was fine It was like how people call their teacher mom
0: yeah, that happens a lot. Kids mess up and call a teacher mom. Is that true? I guess yeah. I guess you would know, as a mom and a teacher, as a, as, a, as an American mom. Yeah. <laughs> um, how's it going in your video game life, you guys? I, I've been welcome to our new podcast, <laughs> Game of Life, game Life, starring Chris <laughs> Kohler. Yeah. I think that name is free again, right? Is that that's still not a thing? Is it I no. Know. We I could claim so many old game site names oh, as we could bring that's them all true. back. Man, Game Shark. Yeah, we could Game <laughs> Life, Game Spy. Probably. I think they would oh, freak a Game, game Shark.
2: Wasn't that the cheating console? You're thinking of uh, Sharky's, Sharky's
1: Extreme? Extreme.
0: <laughs> we could bring back Sharky's Extreme. <laughs> no, wasn't there a Game <laughs> could bring Shark a crispy website? lowest <laughs> your crunchy you prices free? <laughs> Didn't Danielle write for Game Shark? I'm sure, sure she did. <laughs> am I am I just totally <laughs> mixing up? Okay. I'm probably completely mixing <laughs> we up. We could bring back, yeah, we can
2: bring back the Game Genie. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: What was the site that Danielle wrote for?
2: Are you thinking of Zam?
0: No, that's no, a long no, no. walk long from old Game ago, Shark. A no, long time ago.
2: I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, whatever it is, it's ours now.
0: Here on Game Shark, <laughs> Blues News. Blues News is they, probably they're still definitely around. Still oh, they're around. still around. I suppose. Yeah, surely.
2: Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> um. Sharky Extreme though. Blues
2: News still says All the carnage That's fit the print in it's title oh my That's God. a blast wow. From the goddamn past <laughs> Also their web design Is a blast from the past Because it's the same Yeah of course it is The Shack News of I mean Jesus Wow Shaq News is still The Shaq News of video games I was going to say The slash dot Of video game news uh, yeah. um, Is what yeah. I would refer to This podcast as Man this is
0: a really Appropriate conversation Because I've been playing Prey mm. <laughs> Yeah. The game that would have been covered by every website we are discussing yeah. at great length from, like, 1998 to 2002. It probably was. It probably is. I mean, yeah. if you
1: look in the
2: yeah. The, the... yeah, the sites we've all just discussed are definitely the sites that have continued to cover Prey from 1998 to 2017.
1: Yeah. Yeah. God, weird. They have all of the screenshots of all of the different versions of Mm -hmm. each Each failed version of a Prey game. (laughs) Oh, we talked
2: about that so much last month. Oh, did you really? Oh, yeah, yeah, Yeah. because we played the Prey demo, and we definitely, definitely got deep into the GT Interactive
0: uh, Prey trailer Mm -hmm. conversation. Yeah. I've been playing the new one, and I don't, there aren't a lot of impossible geometries. No. It's pretty, Mm -hmm. like, normal geometries, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. I like it it scares the shit out of me. Oh, Really? And yeah, it
2: really does. And it <laughs> the, I only played the demo because my Steam Drive doesn't work because I'm a chump. I'm a baby. I'm sorry, uh-huh. everyone. But yeah. I, the demo did not scare me at all. Yeah.
0: It, those fucking mimics, it really freaks they me out. They startle you? Oh, they yeah, didn't they startle really me at all. They oh. really do. It's weird. Horror games have never been a genre that, like, the notion of horror games to me is more of a sort of subject matter descriptor than actually an emotion mm. that has any impact on me well, at like, all, except this game. Were you freaked out Weird. when you
2: played Fear? Like, when you climb down the stairs and the girl's there um, when the animation looks up?
0: Yeah, that might have... Maybe I was a little but tense, but it wasn't fact, like The this. fact that
2: the mimics are just throughout the levels as an enemy type actually yeah, gets Yeah, and you? also
0: because, honestly, the biggest reason is that they also kick my ass. <laughs> like, I started the game on normal difficulty, and... I just I got I mean it was a while before I died but but then when I did I died like three times Right. Mm. Uh, when I would when I when you know four fucking lamps would turn into four mimics and then I would I would just get wrecked and I it was really surprising to me and I was talking to uh, Zach Johnson of Kingdom of Loathing and video game hot dog cuz he sits next to me and he saw that I was playing it at just at lunch and he, you know, asked what I was thinking about it, and I sort of related this experience to him. And he said, yeah, I had to, I turned it down to easy, and I still got wrecked. And I'd been playing on normal, which I already thought was going to be... Like, I was already sort of deciding between normal and hard, just because that's my normal... That's usually one of those two mm-hmm. is what I play on in a first-person shooter on PC. And, man, no, I, it was too much. So I, I turned it down to easy, and I've just been after he indicated he's been having the same after experience. After he told you it was
2: okay to be easy?
0: Yeah, a supportive well, baby. Well, I didn't, know if I, <laughs> I didn't know if I was just doing something wrong, which I probably am. I mean, I probably am not just, you know, not being great at it, but hearing someone else who's also, you know, a, mm-hmm. a, a, plays a lot of video games, was having the same experience. Um, I just turned it down. But I, I really, really like it. It's, I'm sure that this it, comparison has been made a million times, and I'm sure you guys made it. Uh, on the last episode, but it feels more like Bioshock than any new game I've played since Bioshock, I think.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. It
0: and, and also like a... Um, it seems like it reaches farther back than Bioshock in some ways, systemically. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it draws a lot from, from System Shock 2 and, and games like that. Uh, yeah, it does. I mean, it feels like it, it it... Aesthetically is sort of picking up where Bioshock left off, but... On the same evolutionary tree that Bioshock itself was on, is sort of reaching further back into that yeah. primordial ooze of, of game design, and with all of the crafting stuff and the you know the um, which I really like. By the way, I love just like collecting cigarette butts and banana <laughs> peels and crap. Like I really do. I love that. I love it. I, I really enjoyed that when you start in this game, all that stuff is available. Like even when you're still in the early sections of the game, which are a sort of, you know, like bait and switch kind of segment, like you're still just collecting all this garbage. Are you finding mm. that you're using that stuff a, a fair amount? Because I felt yeah. like Bioshock
2: yeah, yeah. had, like you're always collecting rubber hoses and chunks of yeah. of guts and stuff. I crafted like twice in the entire Bio Bioshock 1 campaign, I feel like. But um, may, maybe you were just more of a more more of a crafter.
0: Yeah, I don't I don't know. I mean, I I, I wasn't. In, I felt like I, was, I felt I, like I crafted I when I when the when the, the crit
2: path was like we're gonna make you craft right now to <laughs> make some object yeah. that some character needs like an turret other th- or something. Yeah. yeah. Other than yeah. that, I don't think I ever crafted in Bioshock.
0: I mean, in this game, recyclers are littered around the level. The levels pretty liberally, um, and I really just enjoy the chunkiness of. Dumping all of my banana peels <laughs> into a bin and turning them into cubes, right? Like that in itself is sort that of that felt good even in the me. demo, the way that that's, yeah. the mm-hmm. way that that works. Yeah. yeah, and so I don't know, I it cracked me up. I don't know if this was contained in the demo or not, but you know, I, I'd spent however long I'd spent just playing the game, sort of collecting all this garbage and and being like, I wonder what I'm going to do with this, and then eventually you find a recycler. Great, and I and and you know, it's it's a while before you before anything comes of it, and. I found, you know, the plans to this weapon, the Huntress Boltcaster, and there's like an email chain about going back and forth about what they're going to call it, and someone wants to call it like the fucking destroyer or some shit, and they're like, we can't call it that. And I'm like, oh, this is going to be so cool when I make this gun. Like, I can't wait. And then you plug all your crap into the fabricator thing and you go chunk and out pops like a nerf gun. Oh, that's really (laughs) (laughs) good. like it actually fires foam darts that do zero damage. It says in it they do zero damage. But you can use it to like attract enemies and press Mm. buttons from afar.
2: Yeah, that that must have been in the demo in a place that I didn't find because I saw videos right or from a press event or something. I saw a video of someone firing a nerf gun across a room to turn off a light switch and just said and that's prey and i went oh man <laughs> that good. like what a good thing to include in your yeah. in your game there's gotta be a uh
0: what is that thing called uh the huntress Boltcaster.
2: yeah do you think there's a a bolt caster only run somewhere do you think oh, that, man. Is
0: it, i wonder if it's possible I, there's probably boss encounters and stuff i wonder I feel if like you'd want to you'd need to use the wrench at least right i mean I don't yeah. know how you would avoid every mimic in the whole game. Hmm. Maybe, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. But someone will figure it out. Someone is video games, Chris. But when you get in the re- yeah. Come on. yeah, when you get into the realm of weird speedrunners and stuff, I guess yeah. everything nothing is off the table. Yeah, just yeah. how
2: much of the game can you complete entirely with the Nerf gun has gotta be a question that people are
0: asking themselves and pushing very hard against right now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't do any offensive damage whatsoever, so it would only be used, I guess, to sort of... I guess, yeah, you could distract enemies by sort of firing it into a corner, attracting them over there, and then running past them,
2: yeah. potentially cause physics events to do damage or open a door that you shouldn't Mm -hmm. be able to get to and escape a room quickly. But otherwise, Yeah. yeah, doing zero damage is
0: fantastic. Yeah. Uh, yes. Anyway, yeah. So I I really like this game a lot. It's really good. It's weird that it's just called Prey again. Yeah. I have two mm-hmm. identical entries on my Steam list, <laughs> which is really annoying. The, I, it's, the best I'm sort of, actually bad. I the just best like goof it.
2: that I saw about that was just this the fact that Prey twenty seventeen is a game full of duplicate items. One of which is. Uh, gonna leap at and kill you. And the fact that people now have two identically <laughs> named things in their Steam profile oh, is, man. is a yeah, really good uh, meta goof. That's really Probably funny. not intentional, but yeah, the just the sort of just image meme of it says just one of these is a mimic and points to prey and prey in yeah. everyone's
0: Steam library. That's really good. Yeah, yeah, I like it. I'm surprised. It's surprising to be playing it. I wonder how well it's doing. Do, does anyone know how it's being I don't. received? Mm-mm. Yeah, I think it's been it's been critically well-received. really well received. Yeah. I don't know if it's selling. Or that's not surprising to me. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's good. I like it a lot. I'm excited to play more of it. I on my b- new baby mode, uh, my new encouraged <laughs> baby mode. Does it? See,
2: yeah, it's it's cool that. What what is the punishment for dying in this game? Is it just is it still a um, is classic quick load, quick it's save? Just, like it's yeah, just, you just can the die latest, anywhere. Latest save, okay. and the
0: game is f- fairly liberal with its quick <laughs> save. You know, I think I think when you go, when you like use computer terminals, stuff like that. I, the only reason I know that is because there was this one place I died a bunch of times and it kept respawning me at the computer terminal I was just using even though I hadn't manually saved there. But so that's,
2: I, that was, it's, so it's, it is arbitrary save point based. It doesn't have like the Bioshock Vita Chamber thing or anything like that
0: to it. No, I haven't encountered okay. any, any sort of in-world justification like that.
2: I'm glad that the game is fine with just being brutally difficult and then, you know, making easy mode be the sort of one that is playable. Yeah. I don't know. It seems like... It's okay for games to just be brutally hard again at this point.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, it's true. Yeah. post In this post-Doom world. I guess it it's much, goes much farther. Post-Dark Souls world. Parse, yeah, dark, just p- post-roguelike, post-Dark yeah, Souls yeah. world.
2: Uh, just backtracking and thinking about crafting, I'm going to talk about Zelda for a, yeah, half a second. Please. Sorry. Yeah. Which no, just, it just I've never been a person also who... still been
0: playing Zelda. Yeah.
2: I've been playing the shit out of that game, but I've never been a person who liked crafting or cooking or any of those things in any game but after playing through Breath of the Wild I feel like I finally actually have a taste for it so mm. when it showed up a in the taste for it when it showed up in the prey demo even I went oh hey crafting is a thing that I like which has never been a feeling that
0: I've ever had and that like wasn't... now that I've played the Nintendo version I like crafting <laughs>
2: <laughs> Zelda just makes it so palatable like I've never I've always been so put off by the generic like video game crafting system of collect a ton of stupid ore and whatever things Things, throw it into a bin, and then an item comes out. Like it's always just been a thing that I've not wanted to engage with, but it was so rewarding and so necessary in Zelda that when it showed up in prey, it was weird to have had that switch flipped in my brain to be like, oh, crafting. Yeah, I've never been an oh crafting person. I'm all, usually <laughs> I fucking get this out of my video game um, person, person. Yeah, <laughs> but it, yeah, thanks for finishing my sentence. But it. Um, that was that. That stupid realization that maybe I am more open to engaging with crafting, yeah, was actually a thing that made me want to play Prey to like put that to the test, and then my
0: Steam Drive crashed. <laughs> but I hope, I hope, as you recycle things in Prey, you're going like, <laughs> <laughs> boom, boom, <laughs> boom, 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 boom. Hopefully, hopefully, I am. There's a Prey mod that has like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love that. Blah. My favorite part about it is is the little like. <laughs> in the yeah. middle. It's like yeah. really quiet yeah. and really subtle and it's no, like right it's really in the good. middle of the little sequence. It's my favorite. I live for that fucking little... Hump.
2: I know. They, the the crafting music in Breath of the Wild definitely is engineered to make you seek out
0: opportunities to cook food. Yeah. The one thing, honestly, that makes me... And, and this is one of those sort of weird video game complaints that is... Al- I always find... Th- I, I never know what to think about it, even when I'm the one making it because I, I'm only making this complaint after experiencing the thing for dozens of hours. And it's like, does it really make sense to sort of criticize something that you get tired of when you yourself have like subjected yourself to it for that long? But nonetheless, a thing that at this point is sort of frustrating to me about um, the food crafting in Zelda is that you don't have a list of recipes because it's something- it's I thought something there was one somewhere. There, oh, is
1: there? there is. Wait, really? Um, yeah. Are you serious? In I the game? I couldn't tell you exactly where because I, I. Is it in the UI or is it in the world? It's in the UI. Oh yeah. my god! Okay. Well, I don't know if there's a, if a. I don't know if there's a specific like list that you can look at, but there's definitely a way to look up recipes that you've already cooked. Really? Yeah. yeah. It's not. Oh my god! I th- I okay. Think, I think uh, things you haven't learned, it's not going to show you. But I, well, of course, I, yeah. I wouldn't want that. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. But but yeah, there is a way to to sort of like yeah. You know,
0: Oh man! All right. I've, then I've I've wasted tons of time and food. I found that for
2: for most things in Breath of the Wild, there's a basic system you can kind of look at of like yeah. the heart value of a yeah. generic item combined with like how many of mm-hmm. a certain type of thing you stack in will create a pretty consistent yeah. multiplier on yeah, top and of it. Like, you know? know,
0: don't use more than one special ability because they'll sort of yeah. It. There's yeah. There's stuff I, I I have definitely just obviously by practice learned those basic rules, but there's also lots of special recipes that are just specific collections of things. Yeah, they mm-hmm. do get tracked. I just can't remember where. Yeah, I can't either. Man, all right. I don't know how I haven't found that given how much I uh, The answer is because
2: that. there's the plus and the minus, but there's like two different side <laughs> buttons to yeah. sum it up, two different complete full-screen UIs, yeah. all of which have multiple tabs you can go back and forth in, all of which have sub-tabs. Yeah. Uh, that is a hardcore... The encyclopedia inside of the Zelda game is maybe too big. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, is it part of the encyclopedia? I don't remember where yeah. it is. I just mean the entire
0: full screen that UI thing, system in that yeah, game is just, just huge. Yeah, 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 it's true. Yeah, <laughs> and the division between what's on the what's on the map screen and what's on yeah, the inventory screen is is strange. Yeah. It sort of makes sense, but yeah, it's kind of arbitrary. Yeah. Um. Well. Uh. I. I mean. I suppose that's. I. Uh, those are my pre-impressions so far. I guess. Um. I. I really like that game. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, my experience with it has been—I um, haven't had a lot of experiences that are um, sort storyworthy of or tellable. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. You know what I mean. I haven't, uh, probably in part because I'm playing it sort of so gingerly. Mm-hmm. I'm also just uh, as as is the case with me with games like this, and Bioshock was like this for me, and and any game that is sort of in this mode is like this for me. I will explore every single area exhaustively, you know, so I'm mm-hmm. moving through that. I've probably haven't missed any little bits of scrap in any room that I've been in, you know, unless mm-hmm. they're actually physically inaccessible to me because I don't have sufficient like lifting skill yet or something like that. Like I, I, I am so slow paced in these games because I hate the idea of missing any like emails or crap to pick up or, you know, uh, key cards on a guy or whatever. Um, And so as a result, I feel like it, that sort of methodical play style both means I'm moving through the overall progression of the game more slowly than some people would. Like I know Zach said he he was playing, he wasn't. He's doing, just blasting he was through? Th- he wasn't yeah. blasting, but he was sort of playing through at more of a pace. Um, and then also, I feel like it's giving me f- probably fewer crazy experiences because I'm not rushing into rooms and having um, mm-hmm. crazy encounters. Also, with the kinds of enemies I've encountered so far, they don't really feel like, they're conducive to the kind of cri- I, 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 this might change, but I haven't really encountered enemies that feel like, you know, to use continue the Bioshock comparison, a Big Daddy or something, where mm. this sort of a big set piece battle where it feels like different dynamics could right. kind of come. I I, I get so <laughs> like on edge with these goddamn guys, even the big even the big ones on you know the bipedal ones, that I sort of just like cover them with goo to sort of immobilize them as quickly as possible cuz i just hate them existing and just smash the shit out of them with the wrench and but that's like all my encounters cuz at I, least yeah. at least in the,
2: the demo man i wish i had played more of prey
0: i got the impression because like you just mentioned the
2: like your lifting and destruction yeah. powers being able to level up it seemed like your sort of ability to explore and have agency over the space as a whole was a more central piece of prey than it is in Bioshock, where Bioshock feels like it's all about yeah. the enemies and they because they don't have your your character's ability like mathematically combined with your items to have to have sort of agency over and be able to uncover and alter the mm-hmm. place seems like that was a, a big priority on, in this game.
0: Yeah. Also, I mean, it, they yes, I think that's true, and I think it feels as though the interconnected space station is closer to something like System Shock 2 where you actually have increasingly full reign over it mm-hmm. and out, you can always go back and retraverse all areas of it i mean bioshock has elements of that but bioshock but, you mechanically can do it but the game never actually re- yeah whereas this feels like more yeah. of a hub based there actually is a literal sort of lobby kind of which you yeah, know that, mm. and it it seems more intended to be your like your domain over the course of the game.
2: Have you found that you managing your, like, cause you manage, you choose where to put points in yeah, your yeah. character, uh-huh, right? Skill so, tree, yeah, Right. What's, so yeah. you, you
0: could conceivably sort of grind or push to access a certain area first mm-hmm. based on just where you place points. Yeah. So, you know, as with anything like Deus Ex or any game like this, I immediately started leveling up hacking because I, again, like my brain will be furious if I feel like I've passed a computer that I could have, Hacked into, but I didn't put enough points in the thing, right? So, or like a, you know, I mean, that's functionally similar though to being able to lift up things that are covering walls. But you, I know, you sort I of know. just trust <clears throat> you'll remember the to open the big doors, well, whereas you won't remember to hack all the computers. Well, because the computer is like someone had to write this content, and so you know. Whereas a lot of times, I mean, sometimes you'll find a you know someone's sort of audio log or something in a hole behind a. Bookcase that you have to pick up, but like sometimes it's just some ammo or something. Whereas right. with a computer, it's like it's always going to be. Some, There's going to be those emails. Yeah, <laughs> I want to read those emails. You're going to creep on those people. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but yeah, I, anyway, it's good. I like it a lot. I'm really impressed that they made it. Um, ga- anytime a game like this comes out, it f- sort of even a, even <clears throat> a one of you know one on along the lines of Dishonored or something, which is a different kind of like jumping off point, yeah. but from the same, I would say, heritage. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm always impressed when games like this come out because there's just no reason to do it. Like there's no like strong business case for why you should have to put all this crap in your game. It's so much extra design complexity <coughs> for I mean I mean for good reason, I think as someone who likes this kind of stuff, but like I can't possibly imagine that like capitalism demands these games exists no <laughs> i don't know but i'm glad i'm really glad that they you did. have to just be a studio of big nerds yeah yeah arcane is
2: clearly <laughs> like the keeper <laughs> <Is that laughs> of the pc first person nerd flame oh, right now right, right. it's oh, the yeah. same
0: it's uh, yeah oh yeah it's i didn't even yeah, yeah Prey is such a weird has such a weird tortured twisty history that i totally forgot that yeah of course that's <sighs> these people make dishonored and this yeah yeah mm-hmm. that's crazy yeah good job those guys yeah good job yeah. Rafael Colantonio and uh, Harvey. Um, yeah, Smith, I don't know if they I don't know if God, they were the. Sorry. I don't know if those guys were in charge of this team though. Even though it's that studio. Oh really? I thought yeah. one of them was. I thought they. split up. Oh, maybe um, they split and, yeah, up.
1: Yeah, I think Harvey did Dishonored two, and I think Raf did Prey. Okay. okay, that team in Austin. Yeah. Um, Harvey was in I think in France nice, for yeah. for
2: uh, yeah. Yeah, I guess good on them for <laughs> making Dishonored and then splitting in half and making two. Uh, immersive sim heritage, yeah, f- mm-hmm. shooters. Yeah, yeah it's, it's fun. Really Basically, at the same time, I guess.
0: Yeah. they came out a year yeah. apart from each other. It's right? Really impressive. Opinion. It actually yeah. reminds me of when was it? Uh, um, Idos Montreal made split up and made both uh, the new Deus Ex and the new, um, or you know, at the time, the new uh, Thief. Oh yeah, it was very much that's right. <clears throat> that same like sort of. A bunch of people who were inspired by, uh, who like grew up or, you know, playing games of this particular heritage, like ended up inheriting the licenses right. to them. And I mean,
2: in the last two year window, we got a new Hitman, a new Deus Ex, a Dishonored 2, and Prey also. Yeah. Yeah. which is it's crazy. All of which were pretty well regarded, it seems like, as mm-hmm. well. Like, yeah.
0: I mean, you guys, it seems like, had somewhat mixed feelings about deus ex i in the end i really liked it i don't think it was your initial comparisons to
2: deus ex3 were not yeah were not it's super not, favorable. not it's
0: definitely does not stick in my mind right the way deus ex3 did uh, like you know just the, the, that game won't live in my memory with the your same story potency, about casing
2: but, the bank casually by accident because you yeah. just liked being in the space then getting a mission to go in there and being able to just lord over yeah. that space has stuck with me as yes. a like that
0: they're That's a, like super, like as a person who didn't play that game, that was like a, a memorable thing to even just be told about a video mm-hmm. game. They the thing that I think they really achieved with that game was they really stepped up their level design game, and they really committed to that. You know the sort of design attitude that allows that kind of thing to be possible, and I, I, I at least in, in some really big key large areas, and I really appreciated that. Yeah, that game had really good stuff in it. Um, cool. Nick, what have you been playing? I've been playing <laughs> a ton of uh, Oxygen Not Included, which oh, is man. the I really the want to play that and I haven't yet. Game
1: from Clay yeah, who made yeah. Don't Starve. Okay. Yep. Um, and uh, yeah. It's very good. It's very interesting to play a game like this, and I'll kind of go back and explain what it is. But um, play a game that is this just driven by you know, it's just a uh, you know uh, one of those kind of roguelike systems driven things. That but it's like a builder, right? It's but it's a builder this time. But um, it's really weird to be playing a game like this that is just clearly not yet finished. Uh, or yeah. even like like it's 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 close enough that you can play it and really enjoy it. Is but it's it also it's also very clear that so many things need to be like added and tuned yeah, and sure. like it's really interesting to play something like this uh at that stage. Um,
0: Wait, is it an so? Early access? Yeah, it's an early okay. access.
1: Yeah, uh it just came out like a couple weeks ago on early access. Um, so yeah, I, I saw a screenshot of this game a couple months ago and just kind of assumed that it was going to be kind of in the vein of Don't Starve where you're controlling one little guy and walking around. I just figured that's just what they do. Uh, but no, it's, it's more like a cross between um, something like RimWorld and like Fallout Shelter where you're... That's what it looked like to You're me. It's yeah. very much uh, you're, you're sort of lording over uh, multiple little guys that kind of run around and have their own agency and do whatever you kind of order them to do. From a strategy perspective, but then it's in that sort of flat, two D side-on, you know, uh, kind of like uh, uh,
0: height height ant farm ant farm based uh,
1: perspective, Um, which is really interesting. uh, One playing a builder game in that perspective where you're a lot of the game is drawing like um, uh, you know like like electricity lines and like pipes and things and like they all overlap which is just oh, that's all, cool. immediately, like, a problem for your brain. Like, how do I deal <laughs> with this? But yeah. then also, like, just from a game design perspective, it's, re- like, oof. They, It's just, like... Anyway, this game is still like in in the early stages and a lot of the UI and stuff is fairly rough, but um already it's 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 really, really good. So
0: I mean what are like the basic dynamics th- of this so game? So the basic
1: dynamics are you are so the premise is that you're on, I guess, an asteroid, um like you're you're dug into the middle of an asteroid or something. I
2: mean this is s-
0: also
1: like uh starbound and that sort of game or, si- or, uh, or like
2: side or side scrolling or like side side view terraria. Or terraria. I didn't I didn't play either of those games. Oh okay. Those are but, those are both games in which you build and construct a lot of space in right. a, in a side-scrolled view. Yeah. Or like a, you know a, a 2D plane a side, I keep calling it a side scroller. <laughs>
0: like so it's like a platformer? I mean, it technically does
2: scroll yeah, it does. to the side.
1: Yeah, it does. Yeah. I imagine those games don't have um, the sort of demands that that this game in those games in are terms more of often overlapping a thousand things. And, those games yeah. are more
2: close to. I mean, they were like Terraria was initially sort of called a like two D Minecraft.
1: Yeah, that, but anyway, sorry, I didn't mean to. Distract no, 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 you that. I just. I, yeah. No, this game gets very bonkers. That's, that's potentially just an aesthetic inroad and mechanical yeah. inroad for a lot of people because those games are yep. huge. Um, so you control. You start with three. A little. They're, they're called duplicates but they're just little people, um, and. Uh, they all have different stats in this sort of room world way where you've got... Duplicants? Yeah, yeah. I guess they're fabricated like clones or something. I don't know. It's Are they
0: duplicans or duplicants? <laughs> because mine would be duplicans. Okay, Chris.
1: I'm just
0: going <laughs> to lay that on the line there yeah, and say, yeah. no fucking around in my asteroid base. Okay. They're going to fuck around. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> this game, I
1: have not played a game like this that is so demanding from the first turn, or whatever you want to call it. like They call them cycles, but like, there's a day-night cycle, even though you're in the middle of an asteroid. Holy God, this game is hard. <laughs> uh, I have mastered it to a certain degree, but it has taken a lot of time. What's your internalization percentage? Oh, 60% maybe? Wow, right. It's a Pretty fucking good. hard-ass game. So the, the demands, the axes, are basically, you have these little duplicates. They require food, and they require oxygen. Um, the main mechanic in this game is the gas mechanic, which is um, so you start kind of in this hollowed-out area of the asteroid, and uh, there are different kind of biomes that are sort of – they all have different properties. Like there's the sort of hot biome with kind of really polluted gases. There's the cold biome with ice and, you know, little weird creatures and stuff. Uh, you start in kind of the only area that is like normal temperature, uh, decent amount of oxygen to start, et cetera. You start in the area where oxygen is included. Yeah. Well, so <laughs> – God, it's, it's such a complicated game, really. Uh, so the, the gas system is basically like every tile has a certain level, like a certain pressure, and then a, and then it has it contains um, uh, different gases. Uh, so like, and then they shade those tiles based on what the primary gas is. So when you start, uh, you'll see like mostly blue because that represents oxygen, mm-hmm. and and it's sort of just a, 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 a kind of a moving, warping texture yeah. uh, that just kind of you know essentially simulates the so if you open up a little hallway you'll see the texture kind of like yeah, warp in there it's showing yeah, it's the gas kind of, fluid yeah basically yeah. yeah basically it's a fluid simulation um, and uh but immediately the second that you're that you sort of spawn in your little guys are just consuming that oxygen and then spitting out carbon dioxide and i would say you probably is the carbon have carbon
0: dioxide also simulated as a
1: th- oh everything is what oh yeah so you'll see like black carbon dioxide starts oh to spawn God. and and so there are like eight or nine different overlays that you hit with that you use with uh, f keys <laughs> oh, so one of them is one of them is just like toxic level of gas yeah and so uh right from the start you're you're basically you have no food uh, you, i think they give you like maybe three days supply of food or something but basically it's just yeah. shit yeah uh and 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 you have no way of producing oxygen so you have to immediately figure out a way to, like, you know, create oxygen, which then, you know, the, the bigger your base is, the, the harder that becomes, because uh, if you're pumping so much oxygen with this one little uh, sort of, you know, oxygen pumper, uh, that's only going to go so far or create that much pressure. So the second you even start building a larger base, you're fucking yourself, because you're, you know, you can't actually sustain that without all these other things. Yeah. So there's that, and then there's um, the, the food, which is like, it's insanely limited. Like, I haven't played a game like this that just... You should stream this game.
0: Yeah, you totally Maybe should I should. this game.
1: Uh, It's It sounds I, like a
0: perfect streaming game.
1: I have played, I don't know how many, like, attempts at this. Like, you know, with, <laughs> with something like RimWorld, I, I, I feel like when I was playing that game, I probably played maybe three or four starts really mm-hmm. because you just go so long that you're yeah. playing a lot of the game yeah, yeah, yeah this game feels like at least the way it's tuned right now i have a feeling they're going to change it up
2: it could to- be the early early access thing of it's brutal and yes. the rounds are going to be short until you become a lord 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 well if yeah. you can even become that i mean it seems like you i don't think you can a lot of early access stuff people push all that stuff to yeah. be as tough yeah. as it can be i think so that People really have to claw their way through the systems.
1: I suspect that's the phase that it's in, um, and I'm I'm really curious to 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 see whether they're going to tune it such that it's, you know, I don't know, they provide more food at the beginning to kind of give you just a, a just a mental break from from uh, just in the initial stages. It is just so demand. Like I have played, I don't know, twenty different like colonies at this point. Uh, and I feel like my average play time is for each one is maybe twenty minutes, yeah. because at that point I just know. Oh well, I I've got X amount of food. I can see around me that I'm not finding the the right because it's a procedurally generated sort of map. Uh, I haven't found a natural gas geyser yet, so I'm basically fucked. Uh, I'm gonna start over. Like it's just that brutal where you just know immediately. Yeah. Like all right, nope, I'm off track. This isn't gonna go right. You can that that can happen from the first few minutes. Where there's, a, there's an actual fluid system where you have water, uh, the water can become polluted, which then can be used as fertilizer. Uh, it, that alone is just bonkers to talk about. But uh, if you start out and you're just like fresh water supply, um, if you, you can basically just do something like mine through the ground and your water just leaks down and just falls into a fucking chasm or like <laughs> becomes polluted by another water source or just something stupid happens and then you just know you're done uh and you're just fucking it's all over but you're
0: enjoying this game it seems
1: it's it's like. really good uh <laughs> nice. it's I find it's the, so
0: brutal i want to find um, the stream of the fucking lord who's just already maxed out the like playable space that the game oh
1: that of- <laughs> it definitely th- those people exist for sure i've seen screenshots of bases and i've gotten to the point where i've had just insane chains of like god i mean just the natural gas geyser. this is just one example of the way this game works so uh, th- there aren't many sustainable ways to power your base. Um, you can use coal, but that creates carbon dioxide, and it's it's a finite resource. You have to find so much coal, and it's really usually not in abundant supply. Uh, but you can find a natural gas geyser, which is just this little like uh, hole in the in the you know like a, a tile that just looks like a little hole, and it's spitting orange gas. And usually, the gas around it is at max pressure and it's just sort of like pushing at the tiles. Like anything that has a lot of pressure in this game, like if you have like a big um, uh, like tub of water or something, it's pushing at the tiles around it, like yeah. the, the solid tiles to the extent where like if it's just sand, it will actually just push Seep through. It'll through. degrade, through. yeah. Okay. yeah. Um, but, but so if you find this gas geyser, you can kind of trap it um, with, uh, you know, like base tiles um, and create – uh, it 's just the, the pressure is so great that you have to be really careful and create like essentially an airlock where there 's a gas pump that 's pumping out all of the gas so that the natural gas doesn 't eventually leak into your base and kill everybody uh, but if you can manage that, you can trap the gas you can create a natural gas uh, generator now you have to pump the gas using a gas pump through a gas filter which then has three it has three uh, slots one is the, for the intake one is the um, the the uh, you can choose uh, on a menu which gas is being filtered out of that, um, uh, which specific gas on like a list of twenty is being filtered out of that to wherever. Oh, Lord, and then and then every other gas that isn't being filtered, then that the, goes the through exhaust, out of the exhaust. Right? Yeah, the yeah. exhaust, and then you create like a little vent to wherever you want to. Um, then you take the the uh, natural can gas.
0: You, can you feed then the exhaust into a different filter, which filters out another one? Can You, sort you
1: can, of- but those exhausts are like each filter takes like 200 watts of electricity, which is mm. incredibly like right. the more of these things you make, the more right. generators you need. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. you're probably using coal to, to start it up at first, which means that, you know, you're you're probably running out of coal while this is happening and your base falls apart while you're trying to build this thing. It's just so anyway. So then you get it. You get the natural gas to the generator. Uh, at that point, the generator itself generates carbon dioxide as it's creating power. So then, on top of you pumping this filter, like mm-hmm. any air that's around it, it's also just creating more stuff that's killing everything. <laughs> uh, so then you've got to figure out what to do with Sounds that. Sounds like a very
0: environmentalist game. Oh it's my like god! Everything is dangerous and will kill you. It's terrible. Yeah.
1: So, but you, there's no way to like filter carbon dioxide out of the air except for uh, an air scrubber. Which um, well you can use these algae things, but they it's not sustainable. the The air scrubber, however, requires fresh water, which then uh, deposits
0: polluted water. How does an asteroid have all these natural resources? It's a big asteroid. It's a big Chris. asteroid. Okay. It's, uh, a, it's a good one.
1: So so the, the air scrubber uh, uh, spits out polluted uh, polluted water, which then has to be run through a water filter. Uh, which again, all of these things, everything I'm describing takes, takes power, a lot of power. Yeah. Uh, that water filter th- can then be. Uh, basically chained back onto the air scrubber so that it's 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 filtering out the polluted water and then using the fresh water from the actual thing so that's somewhat sustainable. But then on top of all of that shit, the the natural gas geyser or uh, generator, sorry, uh, it's spitting out carbon dioxide, but it's also just farting out out of, like, leaking out of itself polluted water on top of all of that <laughs> in a way that is just, like, unlike anything else in the game, it's just leaking out of the machine. So then you have to build these, like, mesh tiles that go underneath the 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 generator so that the water can leak through the like thing so and not just to get seep pooled into somewhere. Yeah. But then you've got to make sure that you build it someplace where that's also sustainable, right? Like, yeah. eventually you're just so going to have... it's just
0: like a zero-sum system. Nothing makes yes. waste just, like, go away. It just sort of filters right. things and then that has to... Inf- like The
1: way that it's, it's built, you're just going to die eventually. Just, there's <laughs> no... And, so, and you know that from the start, because yeah. it can happen really quickly. I can't um,
0: decide if you're making me really want to play this game oh, or I never think, ever play this I think, this think game. it would
1: give you an, like, a, a migraine, Chris. Yeah. Like, I think you yeah. would lose your mind playing yeah. this game. Well, you, you probably would enjoy it for a little bit, but I think it would turn your life into Your, into your objective hell. in builder games
2: and in sim games chris always seems to be i wish to create and then sustain a a harmony yeah yeah Yeah, you can't uh, you want you you want to watch all the machines you've sort of chug away as opposed to just like this is just like always on the brink of collapse entropy atrophy always Yeah. yeah yeah
1: yeah No, it's always, you, you, you know, you worry about food because you see your food dropping, and so you, you deal with that for a minute, and then while that's happening, your power dies, or, yeah. you know, the, it's, something becomes toxic, or it's just always the second you look away from, from whatever you is happening in your base, you're just done.
2: Definitely, I mean, it's it has so much Builder and Sim stuff, but it's using all of that vocabulary and mechanics to make a survival game, right? I mean, mm-hmm. like, that's,
1: Yeah. This yeah, no, it's in that vein, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's not too dissimilar from Don't Starve in that, like, you know, it's little people that are running around that have... Don't Starve so much, though, is about your eaten. your
2: single character and is more, right. like, yeah. this of, is, like, the Minecraft survival model mm-hmm. as opposed to, like, your crew in this case. Right,
1: yeah. And the, inter- the other thing about that is that you can um, uh, basically determine how big your crew is. Like, every two or three days or something, you get a a chance to just spawn somebody else in. Mm. Um, uh, But... You know, what is at the certain fictional points,
0: explanation for that?
1: I don't know. You're just making people out of...
0: <laughs> this is a fucked up society. Well, they're duplicates, Chris. They're duplicates.
1: <laughs> no, there are a lot of things in this game where you can see, oh, they're probably going to do blank. These will be and, connected together or extended mm-hmm. or whatever, yeah. Yeah, like right now, there's no real way to cool down water, for instance. You can make water warmer, but you can't make it cooler. They're surely going to add the building that does that. An incredibly expensive process to cool water. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. It's just, it's, it, is a ni- it is an absolute nightmare. <laughs> but you love it. <laughs> I, I really, love it, though. I really want to see you stream this. All right, I'll, I'll stream it. Yeah. I'll stream it.
0: You guys want to take a break? Sure. sure. This episode of Idle Thumbs is brought to you by Omaha Steaks. Oh, oh man. Classic Omaha Steaks. Um, if you go to omahasteaks.com, enter the code Idle in the search bar at the top of the page, you can get the family gift pack added to your cart with an eighty percent savings. Mm. It's a humongous amount of it meat. It is mm. massive. I feel like it's even bigger than the last time yeah. we got mm-hmm. the it's it's outrageous. My entire
1: freezer is very yeah. cold because it's can ta- contains yeah. blocks of beets yeah. that are crazy. just stacked to the top. Here is it, yeah.
0: here is what's in it. Two filet mignon, two top sirloins four chicken fried steaks, four boneless pork chops, four burgers, four jumbo franks, a 12-ounce package of all-beef meatballs, a pound of fries, that's new, four caramel apple tartlets, and then you get, like, Omaha steak seasoning, and also just four more burgers. That is, for, it's, I don't even know why that's, like, a separate thing, yeah, but just, exactly. like, also, don't forget, burgers more burgers. Plus burgers. <laughs> yeah, that is all for just forty nine ninety nine 99 if you go and use that offer code IDLE. Uh, in the search bar at omahasteaks.com. I've just gotten into a habit recently of like the night before I'll, I will just put something, I'll take something out, put it in the fridge, and then the next night I've got um just like a meat ready to make. Like when I don't have something specific planned, I'll defrost my thing and then I'll just put something together. Nice. That's great. Anyway, if you go to omahasteaks.com, Enter the code IDLE into the search bar. Get that family pack with just a, a intimidating amount of meat uh, for 80% off. Someone in chat said that's enough meat to create a human. <laughs> <laughs> that's where they came from. Oh,
1: they got an Omaha Steaks thing. They brought yeah. it with them yep. to the asteroid. That's, a,
0: that's, that's all
2: we have. The sponsored a, content in Oxygen yeah. Not Included is your that's Omaha Steaks delivery, which you can choose to use as food or as raw crafting material to make a duplicate. Take a person. <laughs> yeah.
0: It's not a person, it's a duplicate. Oh, I'm sorry, it's a duplicate. This episode of Idle Thumbs is also brought to you by Squarespace. Squarespace, as we all know, is the best, the fastest, the easiest, most user-friendly and professional way to make your very own website, portfolio, blog, or online store. And if you go to squarespace.com and use the offer code THUMBS at checkout, you will get 10% off your first purchase. That's squarespace.com with the offer code THUMBS. And as we often do. We have an example of a Squarespace site from an idle thumbs reader who used the thumbs offer code. This is John Coughlin who says, hey thumbs, I use Squarespace to make my game development portfolio. My page is a mix of static text, full screen GIFs, and audio albums. Squarespace plays really well with them all. And the address is johncoughlin.com. That's J-O-N-C-O-U-G-H-L-I-N.com. And, Uh, He then points out the extra good URL johncoughlin.com slash Luigi (laughs) uh, Which is a very good site that I I verified is real and good and the page is called the sounds of the eyes of Luigi This is all of the this is he was the voice of Luigi in the idle thumbs wizard jam game uh, the Eyes of Luigi and if you go to JohnCoughlin.com slash Luigi You can get you can all this oh, That was really good funny bites. Luigi audio Yeah It's me Luigi <laughs>
1: Hello Mario
2: Mario
0: Mario
1: <laughs> 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 Cell phone
0: there's, there's, there's very good stuff in there It's really good It's a great-looking site. It's got all of his portfolio up on it. You made it with Squarespace super easy. If you go to squarespace.com and use the offer code Thumbs, you'll get 10% off. Make your own Luigi-oriented website or anything else. Thanks, Squarespace. Are we back? Emails? We're back. Emails? We're back. And wait, before we're emails, quickly, because I was reminded by that Squarespace ad, Wizard Jam. Wizard Jam. I was going to talk
1: about it at the end of the episode, but I'll talk about it now. Okay. Sorry, Jake. No one listens to the end.
2: That's true. What people want in the middle is for there to be three ads. Um, <laughs>
0: it's not an ad.
2: It's No, it's not an ad. Wizard Jam is the Idle Thumbs community run game jam that happens every six months really reliably. Um, Wizard Jam 5. 5. five. Is, uh, starts this weekend. Um, Wizard Jam, it's a two week long game jam. It's non-competitive. They do a very good job of making it uh, inviting and welcome to the veteran game developers and game jammers, and also a ton of people over the over the four previous Wizard Jams have made their first ever video game as a part of Wizard Jam. The the gist of Wizard Jam is pick an Idle Thumbs episode title as your sort of starter idea, and then make any game based on that. Like it doesn't have mm. to be about the contents of the episode; it can be just sort of whatever inspired you about one of the names of any of the podcast episodes on our site. So, you know, you could make one out of one of the really gross Terminal 7 Netrunner titles, or you could make a really enigmatic one like The Return Part 3, named after uh, last week's Twin Peaks episode. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping
0: that that happens. <laughs> yeah. or, or Tone Control or Designer Notes episodes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You I want to see a game called Jonathan Blow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or... Uh, I think someone in Wizard Jam 4 made Greg, Greg Kasavin. Oh, you're right. That's true. So, um... Yeah.
2: Yeah, if you want, for more information, you can go to wizardjam.org. They got a domain name to keep me from saying the huge itch.io <laughs> URL. Uh, yeah. There's also a big Wizard Jam forum on the Idle Thumbs forums where people, there's a sort of team building and recruiting thread if you're interested in joining in on someone else's project and don't want to do your own thing but think you could contribute or sort of get your, get a toe in the water that way. And also, over the next two weeks, I really recommend going to the Wizard Jam forums at idlethumbs.net and just looking because every game almost in Wizard Jam has a development thread and people are mm-hmm. often very good good at keeping them updated and it's just really fun to watch everyone's games come together like the the quality and breadth of wizard jam is astounding every single time it happens like it's just as entertainment if you are if you sort of just like games as a medium and like watching them
0: come together the wizard jam forums are a delight for the next two weeks it's true Wizardjam.org. yeah all right let's do some email i have a, a short thing i wanted oh, to yeah, yeah. talk about before Please. the email yeah, 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 not, do
1: it. Not, not that we oh my goodness no, go for it go for it Uh, So I played um, like a minute of this Star Trek bridge simulator game for uh, one minute for PlayStation VR. Yeah. I just wanted to like briefly mention how weird Uh VR is. Uh, So
2: I (laughs) loaded this game up and
1: I think the game is actually pretty cool. It's basically just space team. Um, but in VR with and with like, Star Trek, w- with a crazy Star Trek bridge and everything, yeah. everything looks really good. And I was playing the tutorial is this for men. PSVR only. Uh, it's also on Vive and okay. um, I assume Oculus. And this is an official um, thing. Mm-hmm, yeah, it's an official Star Trek game. Um, but uh, I mean, it's just you know, it's it's essentially like like I said, it's Space Team, which yeah, you know yeah. what Space Team is, it's mm-hmm. you know, four or five people all stuck in one console, and you have a is sort this a of multiplayer game? And it is. Uh, so I loaded the game up at first and I haven't used my PSVR in like a month and so you know I, I was sort of get, like putting the headset on and like trying to find my things and Janelle, my girlfriend was sitting next to me and so I, I just hit quick match but like kind of before I was ready and I just assumed it was it was just whatever just a stupid like throw the bridge and and yeah. so you load in and you're kind of just like on the bridge. And um and I'm like looking around getting oriented and I'm talking to Janelle and I'm like, can you hand me the controller over there? God this thing is like wow, whatever like and I, I was like I fumbled and like knocked over a glass and I was just like joking with her just like yelling and and, and you yeah. know we were just sort of like laughing and then I did something stupid and I was, and uh, and, I, and I was looking around and then finally I was like situated and I
0: I'm kind of Did you knock like, over a real glass or a glass in the game?
1: A real glass. I'm just, you know, okay, like I'm like where are my control where are my yeah, stupid yeah, yeah, controllers? Yeah, yeah. Like all right, get, all right, I got my hands here. All right, yeah. cool. Uh and then I look over and, I'm, and there are people and I'm like, I'm, I wonder if, wait a minute, is, are, are these any of these people going to be real people? And then I just hear from the, from the left, I'm a real person. And I <laughs> turn to the left and there's this guy who's just been staring and listening to all this shit for like three minutes. And I don't
2: know what I said. Yeah. He is, from his perspective, he's like the rudest ass wipe <laughs> just
0: showed up on my yeah, bridge. Someone just no. fucking like Scotty beamed up into this yeah, yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. place You're and started really? knocking shit over. Yeah, yeah. Ah, where's yeah. my thing? Hey, Janelle, yeah, yeah, what's going yeah, on? Yeah, yeah.
1: Like, we were just sort of, like, playfully bantering, but to somebody else it probably sounded like we were just screaming at each other or something. It was just, it was, oh, man. It was so weird to just see another VR person just, like, turn their head and be like, I'm real. <laughs> Fuck, no. I am a real person. Yeah. <laughs> it's really, it's really uh. And then he really followed starly. that up with, you've killed us all, you fool. <laughs> no, I just immediately quit out of the game. I panicked. <laughs> <laughs> so he said, so I'm he, real, and then he just saw a person just dissolve yeah, in front of man, him. Yeah, and I
2: hope that the... the am uh, I, I real? If, if people coming and going from that game actually have the Star Trek teleporter effect you would have created the most surreal (laughs)
1: shitty bridge officer
2: (laughs) where's my where's my where's my controller oh my god (laughs) (laughs) just like ugh who hired that idiot yeah
1: (laughs) anyway the game seems cool they they (laughs) (laughs) all right no, I, I will say one thing about it. They, they did, you can play on the original sixties <laughs> uh, oh, awesome. bridge Yeah, and, uh, in the, in the actual, you know, like main game where you're playing on like sort of the somewhat more modern bridge or whatever, um, it, that's designed to be a little more intuitive in terms of the UI and stuff. Um, you know, everything is sort of at your fingertips, but on oh, the on the, on 60s the classic way more 60s one, space team, right? You can well, you can pick up that like there are a couple of buttons that are just classic yeah. 60s, like chunky sci-fi 60s buttons on on your on your armrest, but then over here, there's just a little like ch- like big blocky tablet that you have to pick up with your hand and hold in front of you and use. And like oh, push, cool. punch the
2: buttons with your other move controller. Yeah, yeah.
1: and it looks really good. I mean, everything about good, it yeah. looks really, really good. And uh, yeah, I think that game actually might be might be good, but I, I haven't played enough of it to actually know. Sure. <laughs> yeah. It was too real. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I had to get out
0: of there. Back to <laughs> God. That's amazing. Back to real life. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Uh, should we do some email? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I printed out a bunch, but we're probably only going to have time for a couple, so I'll just, uh, just pick some sort of arbitrarily, I guess. So Mike writes, Hi Thumbs, my fiancé and I are moving from New York to Seattle this summer. We're taking a train trip and visiting cities along the way. I'm curious if you have any recommendations for games in any form we can play for a days-long trip. I bought a Switch and Mario Kart, but besides that, I have no idea what we can play. Thanks, Mike from Brooklyn. So right off the bat, I'm not sure if he means games that they can play together, because he mentions Mario Kart, or do you just mean any game that you can play while traveling hmm. that is well-suited to travel? So I guess we could maybe take a stab at both? Yeah. I, I mean, only because it's the thing that I've actually played the most of in recent weeks, I this is this is definitely single player only. Um, but the iOS games uh, a dark room and the ensign, the latter of which the ensign is a prequel to a dark room and should not be played until you've completed a dark room mm. But it's I got really into it as well. The ens- it's I don't want to really spoil what a dark room is, but um because part of the point of that game is discovering what it is I actually recommended uh that game on our other podcast important of true recently it's only 99 cents on ios and i believe it's on android as well and it's a web game originally uh but i believe the different versions are slightly different anyway a dark room and the ensign the ensign is a much more traditional game than a dark room is the ensign is like basically a super hardcore roguelike it's Mm. permadeath oh crazy yeah and it's I I demolished that game. <laughs> I played many hours of it and completed it under brutal circumstances. Both of these gays, games offer sort of like optional kind of things to try to make them harder for yourself. Yeah. Um, and I, in both cases, I completed them under just like the most brutal conditions because I got so into them. So uh, A Dark Room and The Ensign, I would recommend as sort of individual games to help while away the time. Um, also, since you have, I'll just say one other recommendation, and then if you guys have anything, um, since you have a Switch anyway, I would recommend uh, what is that scissors game? For Snipper Switch? clips, Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that is a. I've played a few hours of this on friends' Switches. This is a fun multiplayer game. It's any. It goes from one. To four players, I think.
2: I think that is correct. Yeah,
0: and it's a it's a fun um, both cooperative and competitive game with different modes where you sort of it's based around either again collaboratively or competitively creating like matched shapes by snipping away bits of solids on the screens and it's yeah your your character can like whatever shape your character is you can cut that shape out of another player or objects in the world yeah. And you do this to achieve a goal by creating a shape that matches, like, the intended outline.
2: Mm. Right. Like, if your characters both start off as sort of, like, U-shaped characters. things and your objective is to carry a ball from one side of the screen to the other you can sort of jump on top of the other character and sort of use the bowl of your like the base of your Mm -hmm. U shape to cut a bowl into the head of the other character which means that when the ball drops they can walk it from one Mm -hmm. side of the screen to the other and then shoot it into the basketball hoop yep that sort of thing it's 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 fun it's it feels like an indie game of a style that we don't get that many yeah. of anymore. Like it, it feels, feels very like it's World it's, of Goo era. Yeah, like indie Xbox game Live game. Arcade vintage. But it's it's really clean and like it's really fun to play on the tiny Switch controllers. It fit, like mm-hmm. this, the aesthetic of it fits really well. Yep. Nice. Yeah. You guys have any suggestions here? My go-to road trip game used to be an iOS game called Tiny Games. That was just a ton of Everyone heard of, of that. It it was a Kickstarter game in 2013, and it had it was just a gallery of. The tiniest, tiniest social games. I don't think it's even available for sale anymore. I think the company mm-hmm. went out of business, which is really mm-hmm. disappointing. But bad. it was, if you still have that on your phone, you mm-hmm. know that it's good. Like it was, yeah. it was the exact thing that I want, where it would say, Are you in a living room in a road trip? Are you just like with a bunch of friends oh, out in a park? Nice. How many of you are there? And then it mm-hmm. will ask you questions like, Do you have food around? or like, Are you willing to. A divulge personal information or not, and then it, after you got through those questions, it would give you like here's a little social game that you can play uh, that it's hmm. fun in a car if there's only two people and you that's don't cool. have anything to drink or whatever yeah um, and it had a bunch of guest games by like the guys who made sports friends and a lot of indie developers and I oh, just man. I think they just didn't make enough money to maintain it, so it went away that yeah. um, so that's my lamentation for the good road trip game uh, that is gone now, yeah, so that was worthless, sorry.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just usually, my my go to lately is just the mobile version of Carcassonne, which um, has Bluetooth connectivity so you don't have to, you know, be on Wi Fi to play with people next to you.
0: Nice.
2: Yep.
0: Is there a, you don't know, Jack game available for Uh, a mobile anything? I don't know. I don't know how that stuff works anymore.
2: All the stuff that I see from those guys at this point is the Jackbox Party Pack, which seems to need a primary device and then everyone else logs in on their phone, but I'm not sure. Yeah. The Jackbox Party Pack stuff, those guys have. It seemed like they didn't have a strong footing early on for things that weren't you don't know Jack. But the farther into that stuff they've gone, the more like did you have you played the one where your objective is to design a t-shirt? It's really stupid and good. Anyway, I um, know they're. I haven't played enough of it to, to say enough good things about it, but the range of those games, they seem to have found a, a good a good niche in there. Yeah. It's fun, but I'm too. I haven't played enough of any of them to actually say anything worthwhile beyond that. Hi, hello, Chris. Hi, Jake. <laughs> i oh, I'm going to talk about our games you can't buy and games I haven't played enough of. Welcome to Idle yeah.
0: Thumbs. <laughs> uh, since you mentioned having a Switch anyway, I would say. I mean, we talked about Zelda to death on this. You just like just play like, Zelda. But I mean, no. I think Zelda is a really good kind of one person watching, one person playing game. Uh, it I, is just
2: because it's, it's huge and incredibly sort of readable and a good game to sort of yeah. formulate plans and sort
0: of destinations. And you can, yeah, you can always go off path. If someone sees something sort of enticing, um, there's so many different ways to do things. Uh, it's huge. So there's lots of just like side content and stuff to encounter yep. um, as opposed to one person kind of single-mindedly like playing through a, a constricted narrative um I, yep. I think that game is a gr- is a great uh kind of over the shoulder experience because i uh, having been on both sides of it um you know my yep. my like watching my wife play and then and her watching me play it's really fun um so i'd recommend that as well yep uh let's see um patrick says hey thumbs i recently checked out the most played games on chris remo's steam profile most are no surprise to anyone who's listened to the show, but his sixth most played game clocked in at 85 hours is Unreal Tournament 3 Black Edition. When was Chris Remo into Unreal Tournament 3? He's talked about his early, the early days of the Quake 3 and Unreal Tournament rivalry, but I've never heard him speak about the period in his life when he was ultra-killing on a daily basis. Love, Patrick. I saw this email and was also wondering, when did you clock 80 hours of, of UT 3? Uh... Eighty-five hours, uh, Jake. Sorry, I don't remember. I mean, it, I, I mean, I guess the answer is going to be the year that game came out, right? I mean, did you like review it for Shaq News or something? Maybe I and I can't imagine that I did. No, it it no, it came out in two thousand seven. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, is there a chance that that was what was that Unreal Tournament and the tool set were registered under the
2: same name? Because I know there was a time in the mid two thousands when you were also teaching yourself. The basics of the Unreal Toolkit when you were in San Francisco. Yeah, that's that's true. But actually. I hope that actually that you were poning fools.
0: Well, I know I did. I mean, you're probably right that that was part of it. But I did. I do definitely remember that I played a lot of Unreal Tournament three. I mean, it was just like so. It came out in late 2007, and I you know probably played it from late 2007 through like a decent amount of 2008, and that would have been before we started Idle Thumbs. We started Idle Thumbs later That's in 2008, yeah. so probably by the time we did the first episode of Idle Thumbs, I, was al- I had probably you'd, already, you'd like... You
2: spent a year getting yourself hyped up to do a gamers podcast
0: by, <laughs> by playing <laughs> yeah. Unreal Tournament 3. Yeah, by multi-killing. Uh, I, I just, I, I think I just really wanted... I just sort of missed that kind Sometimes of... Sometimes
2: you just get the hunger for one of those games. I mean, now, yeah, the, now just that like Overwatch really, is just out in the world, there's always one to easily go to, it seems like.
0: but Yeah, that's true. It's still a little bit different. It I, is. You know, Unreal Tournament is that kind of just like... It's just a model that isn't really in vogue in multiplayer games these days. It hasn't been for a while, which is the super fast, but also really simple kind of attitude to multiplayer. There is a new... There's a new
2: Quake Arena game out that I I think it's been getting pretty
0: mixed reviews. I mean oh, yeah. I didn't I didn't look at it, but I know what you mean. Like yeah. that's just not it, well. There's no there's no like um, classes or anything like that. It's just yeah. you run around You're and just a pick guy. up guns and yeah. Uh, I don't even know that I would necessarily be into it now. But Nick's, Nick's going to tell you a fact. But I can remember loving it.
1: Uh, the first episode of this episode just to end this podcast in the same way that we began it the first episode of the shack news shack cast you
0: talked about unreal tournament 3. oh man of course i did yes so, yeah. yeah when was that Confirmed. Do you find a date on that
1: uh yeah because you posted about it on neogaf of course uh <laughs> july 21st 2007
0: oh wow okay Yeah. yeah
1: so
2: the shack news podcast i think all those episodes are lost to time I mean, I'm sure maybe for good reason, but yeah. that was you guys were both on that, and the theme song to it. The lyrics were "Shack News Podcast." We
0: talk about video games. <laughs> Shack <laughs> Shaq News Shackcast. Shack News Shackcast. We, we talk about, about video games, games right. as sung by you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I still remember the melody of that, which is weird. Yeah, so, so do but I. I don't remember anything else about doing that podcast? Talk about video? Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: Yep. It was really ridiculous to me when Idle Fun started, and it was you two and i basically replaced martin goldstein <laughs> uh and
0: yeah slash chris failer yeah. slash
2: chris, slash chris failer yeah. and the theme song to the new one was idle thumbs video games yeah. like it was just fewer <laughs> words and one fewer hosts but basically it started off in a, in a surprisingly similar yeah. spot yeah yeah and since then we've just you know really honed in on that unreal tournament uh, <laughs> content content that's, that's yeah. what
0: we're yeah. known for these days yeah yeah uh, yeah, I I do remember playing a lot of that game. Yeah. <laughs> Oof. Let's see. Uh, I wonder if we can do one more. Yeah. Let's let's sneak one here. more email in before we leave this room well, and go to work. This is a long email, but I think it's interesting and it doesn't really require much response. So I'm that's just, the I'm kind of email kind of, I like. Well, it's I just, I think it's a cool history. So. Ian says, "Hey, thumbs! In episode 306, and I'll thumbs 306. You brought up the history of Let's Plays. I happen to know a bit about this. Let's Plays started out on the Something Awful forum in a format most folks might consider unrecognizable today: screenshots. People would play through the games, almost always on an emulator, document it with screenshots, and make observation about the game in between those screenshots. Sometimes while accepting input from the thread they started. Things like character names or branching decisions made great fodder for forum input." Because the LPR was simply taking screenshots, this could be done easily without editing or planning. Because games naturally led themselves to video, LPR started using limited screen recording software to record moments of the game, interspersing the screenshots with these videos, usually hosted on someone's random server or a file upload site, and linked from there. This was pre-YouTube. Even when YouTube started, it wasn't a common video, choice, video host choice. Back then, the major game publishers didn't really recognize this as fair use, and there were significant limits on video length. YouTube quality also sucked when mm-hmm. it first showed up. Yeah. Because the service was so much smaller, it was easier for these companies to police the uploads and get these videos taken down. Alternative video services, many of which no longer exist, popped up around the same time, uh, and many were lower visibility to copyright holders, so LPRs started using those. I mean, isn't it weird when you find a YouTube video that's still only 240p? Yes. Because mm-hmm. it was uploaded when that's mm-hmm. just what YouTube was. Anyway. Uh, he continues, because it was getting easier to host video online, some Let's Players started experimenting with video as the dominant format. Some used video editing software to superimpose text over their generally unedited playthroughs, and some started speaking over the game. As people figured out what worked and what didn't should they talk about themselves, make jokes, talk about the game itself, how it was made the format grew to become the primary format for all LPs. Eventually, publishers began to accept LPs as fair use, and people started uploading their old ones to YouTube. For some, it became easier to use YouTube as the home for their LPs rather than this one internet forum that has a membership fee. And eventually, people who had watched old LPs but had never been on something awful started making their own. And they grew into what we know today. A number of pre-YouTube LPs were were nearly lost when alternative services collapsed, but were actually saved in an Internet Archive collection. And as it turns out, some of the LPers who started before they came to YouTube are still around now, making LPs and sometimes streaming. Slow Beef is a great example of this. Some of my favorite LPers are a pair who started back in the old days, Chip and Ironicus. If any readers feel like watching a good LP, I recommend their playthrough of The Wonderful 101 a Wii U game by Platinum Games, makers of Bayonetta and Metal Gear Rising, that plays like a mashup of Pikmin and a character action game like Bayonetta or Metal Gear Rising. It's a ridiculous (laughs) game that goes in ridiculous directions both mechanically and story-wise. Chip is very good at it and makes it entertaining to watch, cutting in explanations and demonstrations of mechanics to show what's interesting about them. You might like it. That's enough of me blathering on about Let's Plays. Hope y'all are having a good day. TLDR, Let's Plays are pretty old and I kind of love them. Best, Ian. Yeah, I remember the something awful version. Yeah, of this my stuff. my yeah.
2: my memory of I I was never a huge participant in the something awful forums, other than threads about like games that I worked yeah. on, and occasionally <laughs> very, very sp- specific games that I was interested in. But I definitely remember the turning point when let's play threads got so prevalent on there that they choked out the main game discussion and had to get moved into a sub-thread. And yeah. that was that, that was like probably when video let's plays were were. On the rise, but I remember being sort of thankful as Let's Plays blew up that I was there for the moment when they choked out the Something Awful gaming forum because it made me really early on go, oh, this is a thing that is is real. Like, this is a content that is really interesting, and it was just like on the cusp of that stuff going bananas
1: on YouTube. You still, today, like, I think the sort of rise of, like, Imgur and just easy, like, Mm. like, photo uploading has allowed people to actually kind of go back to that because you'll you'll get those sort of, like, 20- story albums, yeah. 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 Which I actually, in some ways, prefer because it it sort of edit outs the moments that aren't interesting. I mean, some Let's Players will do that, you know, in video form. But I I often like the screenshot. They're super
2: shareable. The stories that are good enough (sighs) and potent enough to rate just being able to be condensed in one little, like, 20 picture album or just a couple of GIFs Mm -hmm. are really good.
0: Yep. It's sort of a difference between, like, I I think at this point you can sort of draw a line between. Those which are very much about, this is a perfect crystalline moment Mm -hmm. of game storytelling or something astonishing that happened versus Let's Plays, which at this point I would say are as much about the personality of the player as they are about the specific game content. You'll watch your favorite Let's Player even if the specifics of what happened in their game are sort of unremarkable because of what they bring to it. Obviously, the perfect storm is when like, Both incredible things, things yeah. happen in the there game. There are also less players end. who
2: are more focused on talking about what's inside of the
0: game than about themselves, but I think you're right that the personality yeah, type ones are the, are the big ones. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, but I mean, even if they're you talking it about the what's host. in the game, yeah. like, they're... Still, it's their version of that, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I mean,
2: to a certain point, you, I'm sure you can track that back to there being people on the Something Awful forums who, when they said, I'm going to play this game, people were like, oh shit, that's the person who posts the best images and has the best commentary associated right. in their
0: forum threads, you Yeah, know. that's true, actually. Th- those were more, there was a lot more, like, writing in those. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whereas the imager version is usually, like, fairly unadorned. Images? So it's your uh, fly- yeah, you'll find captions. You'll get yeah, captions. Sometimes you get sometimes. It's, you it's, get it's different, yeah. though. I mean, yeah. the, the, the old thread-based
2: Let's Plays, it's, it's similar to, like, there are people on NeoGAF and Something Awful who just make good official topic first posts. Like, when they put yeah, their all they're just into just it. curating yeah. really good images yep. and good headers, and the information is laid out really well as opposed to the sloppier ones. And I think the forum-based Let's Plays share a lot more in common with that, with that sort of, like, are you a person who makes a really well-guided first post? Mm-hmm. Uh, or not. Yep, I think it's true.
0: Cool. Well, I guess that's that. Yep. Thanks for joining us on Idle Thumbs. You can uh, find our website at idlethumbspodcast.com, which has links to all of the places we can be found on the internet. And you can send us email about video games to questions at net. Sorry, I meant to read more email, and then we ended up talking more about other stuff than I expected. But please do continue to send your email to questions at idlethumbs.net, and we will hopefully read it next time. Um, Patreon stuff also. Oh, yeah. If you would like to back us on Patreon and get an ad-free version of our weekly comedy show, Important If True, you can do that at patreon.com slash idlethumbs, where you can also get monthly postcards sent to your house that are telling an increasingly branching and increasingly ridiculous story written by Nick Brecken that I am really enjoying. And if you've missed out on those, there is a tier you can pledge to um, have a complete story sent to you. You'll get your own personalized story thread. The story is
2: branching and you, you are sent one consistent branch of this narrative. But if you go and talk to other people who are Patreon backers, you can collectively sort of feel out the complete yeah. scope of this universe the fronts uh, of the postcards all line up consistently for you you're getting the complete front side yeah um, the other thing is as you've probably noticed on this feed in between our monthly adult thumbs episodes we're putting out a sort of freeform QA Q&A episode and if you back at a certain tier you can force us to answer questions that drop
0: into those episodes as well that's true yeah The and ruination online live yeah unlike reader mail we don't uh, run we, have we have those. to answer all those all <laughs> those um, anyway that's at patreon.com so that's it for us on this episode we'll be back um, uh, next month with another episode of Idle Thumbs and before that on this feed the next ruination will show up um, yeah see you guys next time bye Bye. someone in Twitch uh, linked
2: to some stuff at lparchive.org and we should probably actually link that in the discussed list as just like oh. like
0: Check out lparchive.org as pointed out by a reader containing classic Let's Plays. Oh, I'm not local recording anymore. Eat shit. It's still in there. Oh, that's true. Don't eat shit. It won't be in the video
2: version. Bye, Twitch. Hi, Twitch. Thanks for listening to this stream. (laughs) Thanks for listening to the stream. Uh, Kotaku said this morning that adventure games are dead. I don't know if you guys knew if you guys Did heard they, if you guys heard right, the news. Hold on, you can wait on that. It's boring. <laughs> okay. It's fucking boring.